You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 643. And this guy is like a really nice old school kind of guy. He likes to do things his way, very slow paced. There's no rush for him. And I think by taking my time with him and giving him that space, you know, I leave him a couple messages. He always calls me back. He is serious about selling the land, but he's not in a rush and he's not at the same pace that I'm at. And that's okay. But I just don't want to push too hard and then lose him because I'm not slowing down to his pace. Make that the most beautiful slow dance you've ever done. Care for this man, serve him, and you're not going to go wrong. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, Darren Bentley here and welcome to episode eight of the Do or Die series, How to Wholesale Your First Piece of Land. And man, if you've been following along, this has been one heck of a ride. Tracy has gotten really, really close a few times, quite a few times actually, but she hasn't been able to close that first deal. Now, does she close it in today's episode? Well, you'll have to listen to find out, but I will say you are going to learn a lot on this episode. And one of those things that you're going to learn today is what to do when you don't know what to do or when you just don't have an answer to a question, whether it be from a buyer or a seller. And I know it sounds like I'm being a little bit elusive here, but there is an incredible coaching moment here in this episode where Tracy is in exactly that position And she just doesn't know how to deal with something. And Brent's advice is just gold here. So you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. And I encourage you to keep rooting for Tracy. You know, it takes a lot to put yourself out there like that and just get vulnerable in front of tens of thousands of people. You know, so what she's doing is not easy. And it really has been exciting to listen and, you know, just follow along on this journey uh, in real time, which makes it even cooler. So enjoy today's episode. I know it's been a long week, long day. You text me about something earlier. Uh, let's start with that. Let's start with the good news. Sure. The good news. I sent out an offer a couple weeks ago and I had a very interested seller. I offered 28000 because it was 11 acres in an area that's pretty hot right now. So I was thinking things are really good. And then I found out that You know, the seller was like, I love that price. I'll take it. And then I looked into the property and figured out that it doesn't get water. And so that took the offer way down. But I kept a really good rapport with the the seller and we stayed in contact. He said to let him know if there, you know, I can do anything for him. And I did try to get it really low to 4,500. He was like, absolutely not. (laughs) That's way too low for me. But he's like, you know, keep me in mind if you if you talk to any developers and, you know, you can make something happen. So I was on the phone with him earlier today. I got him down to 20000 Nice um, job. Yeah, it may not be the most ideal 20 cents on the dollar, but I'm thinking maybe I could wholesale it or um, make a quick buck 
to keep my marketing going and to kind of fund some of the the stuff that I'm doing to make that passive income. Yeah, absolutely. What's the the road ahead as far as getting that uh, under contract? Does he have a purchase agreement yet? He has the one that says 28,000. I told him that he could just change the price on there and sign it and send it back to me. Awesome. And um, so that is, he said he would do that tomorrow. Awesome. And then I would just get the two page purchase agreement uh, sent over to him. It could be via email, via DocuSign, uh, however is easiest. Basically, we need him to sign that because that's that's an assignable contract. So we'll get that uh, thing signed. That way you've got an assignable contract and we'll start marketing that thing everywhere. Craigslist, Facebook, signs, like literally you name it. Every single builder, builders associations, meetup groups with builders and tell them everything we've got and, and try and, you know, Hey, shoot for 10K all day. So yeah, get that two-page contract. That's in the uh, it's in the course and it's listed under uh, you know making quick cash for your land. Any other updates on the other couple property? Or actually, you just had one more, right? The big thing is getting them so close to that first deal. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm excited about it. I have everything I need to start marketing it. And I went to go market it the other night. And I, oh, I joined a whole bunch of the the groups, the buy, sell groups on Facebook. I joined over 30 of them. I love it. Craigslist. I started to make a Craigslist ad. Um, I even skip traced the uh, phone numbers of the neighbors in the area. But then I completely froze. When it came time to actually make the ad, I started getting this anxiety about what if a buyer actually calls me off of one of these ads and I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) And I started to think about the fact that I'm not like a hundred percent confident that I know everything I need to know about this land, about how much the HOA is. I called them, but I got a voicemail. I haven't heard back from them. And I'm just wondering how much information does a buyer want from you? Like, what do you have to know for them to feel comfortable to actually buy land from you? And then also, do they try to negotiate the price often? And do you ever change the price for them? And how do you go about the point where you're getting buyers contacting you? Okay. So it sounds like you froze because you felt like you didn't have enough information. Am I correct? Yes. So in life, we're never going to be ready. We go and we're ready enough. And that quote came from your brother, Tom Kroll. I don't know if he's ever told you about that, but you've got enough knowledge to get you through this Friday today. And tomorrow's knowledge will come tomorrow to get you through tomorrow's day. So post your ads. I cannot encourage you enough. It is so important to start marketing this property almost as important as it is to start to to send your mail out to get this property under contract. Now you need a buyer with cash in hand, ready, willing, and able. I will tell you, you will have so much confidence when you have a buyer that's going to put $3,000 down your purchase price for this piece of land and pay you what are you going to sell it for? $50,000, $40,000? What's the total price you're selling this land for? I'm thinking $30,000. 30,000. So they're going to put roughly, what's that? 10% down too easy. You're not asking for any credit check, any background check, no job security doesn't matter. You're going to let them put 10% down and make monthly payments, easy payments. And when they pay it off, they're going to have the most beautiful piece of land. Literally, you were telling me about a $500,000 house right next door to this land. Like Tracy, I'm going to give you some confidence. I just got done texting one of my other students. He just bought a house and they gave him the land for $2,000. He's 
He wholesaled that land to a builder for $24,000. He made a quick $22,000 cash. This is so real. This is so real. So who cares if you don't know the answers? When a buyer asks you, they send you an email or a, or a message over Facebook or a text or they call you or leave a voicemail and they say, hey, I'm just curious how much is the HOA? I'm curious how uh, much are the taxes each year? I'm curious how wide is the property? Well, you've got time to look it up before you reply back to their message or their email or their voicemail. And let's just say they're calling you on the phone. The three hardest words for most people to say is, I don't know. <laughs> and I know that's hard for you. You got a master's degree. You trained other people with master's degrees. I can't even say it. <laughs> like, I don't have a master's degree. You're in an educated environment, so it's not okay to not know the answers. That's how it was in the military world. As an army officer, it was not okay when I didn't know the answer. So I had to make stuff up. That's not right. And it's okay when you're dealing with buyers, especially for a piece of land that they want. And it's, they had no problem with you getting back to them because those three words, I don't know, creates more trust than, you know, I think it's like $387 a year, but let me get back with you. And I don't know. Let me check for you. Or, hey, Let's get on the phone right now and we'll call the tax collector. Or, hey, how about, and here's what we do in our office. We want you to get the information direct. If it's something weird, like, hey, can I put a mobile home on it? Or can I park my RV on it for 14 days? We direct them to the, to the source, even though we know the answer sometimes. We want them to get it directly from the source because that is their legwork. And they get used to kind of getting out and getting the answers directly from the source rather than us telling them the wrong thing. And then now we're liars or we're on, we're not, uh, they can't trust us. So if you put them in touch with the right people, you're going to be building trust that whole entire time. Hey, I don't know, but let's get on the phone with the tax collector. Let's get on the phone with the HOA. So did that make you feel better about not having all the answers? It does. And I feel like then I, I know that if I just do it and I can, I mean, this is my first one. So I feel like you're right. I felt like it has to be perfect. And, it, you know, I'm like, I don't have a picture of the land. What do I post a picture of? Like, how do I? <laughs> but I guess I'll just like Google Earth it or I don't know. Yes. Yes. Google Earth it. Go in that area. Let's just say it's, uh, I don't know, Billie Jean, North Carolina. Go in that area and get stuff that's that's around that area and get pictures of that area. Now, granted, I like to have pictures of the actual land because it's really nice to say this was taken on the land. But yeah, Google Earth that stuff. Google Earth it, do a you know a satellite image, a map image, and then literally put that little man right on the street and then a front image and get someone to go out there for 25 bucks and take pictures and video. And hey, I'll give you a kicker. For every sign you put out, I'll pay you an extra few dollars. So make your trip worthwhile. That guy charges you, you know, $75. You got 15 signs out, video, pictures, and if you really want to go crazy. Get some drone footage. You can go to drones, droners.io, droners.io, and hire someone with a drone that just loves that stuff. He bought a $300 drone from, from uh, Walmart, and he'll go out there for like $75 and get everything for you. And he'll get to fly his drone and have fun. Would you find that you've had people just buy land without seeing it like in person, and they're just going to pay for land that they've never actually been to? Oh, yeah. If I do a good enough job of getting photos and video and drones of the land, we have it happen nine times out of 10 because it's really cool because we'll do, hey, hey, we'll do a 30 day money back. If you don't love the land, 
we'll refund your money or find you something that you do because that gives them time to go and visit the land. And we do such a good job. We provide a drone photo. We provide, you know, actual map of what it looks like to get there. I always try and provide video. It doesn't always happen, but most of the time it does. That way it answers their questions like, hey, you know, one time we had someone ask, how far is the power? Well, the third photo had the power poles in it that sold the land. We just sent them the photo. We didn't have to reply. So, and, and the good thing about people asking you questions, you'll get the top 10 most asked questions, your, your FAQ, your frequently asked questions. And that's the stuff you start putting on your ads. It's going to actually, it's a total, uh, you know, learning mode type thing. And it's going to teach you exactly what to start putting for people. They might ask different questions in North Carolina than they do in Colorado. Or they will. I absolutely know they will. And you'll kind of see where that's at. And then your virtual assistant will know the due diligence items to check. Any other questions on that? Uh, And just the negotiation part of it, when you're talking with buyers, do you tend to negotiate or you're just pretty firm on your price? I noticed that a lot of buyers do not negotiate on price if they're calling or messaging. You know, the thing that that holds them up, and I will say that we have to negotiate for them sometimes, is maybe the down payment might be a little too much or the monthly payment might be a little too much. But those things are both solved, like they're, they're easily solved. You know, hey, you know, what's an affordable down payment for you? I know I've got $3,000 on the ad here, but what would feel comfortable to do today? Because most of the time they don't negotiate. They just think, okay, thanks for your time and hang up. They don't negotiate. 99% of the time they will not negotiate with us. These are regular hardworking Americans and they're just calling on your ad. I wish they would because then I would know they can afford only $2,300 rather than $3,000. And then once we figure out an affordable down payment, we see what's an easy monthly payment for them. Like, hey, what could you do each month for this piece of land? I know you talked about you know, building on this land and being able to go and see the reservoir on the weekends. It sounds like you really like it. I mean, what's an affordable monthly payment? I mean, we're asking $300. What would work for you? And it's funny. Sometimes they'll say, well, you know, we can actually pay more than $300. It's not always the way we think it is. No, that's a good tip. And I feel like I've had a long week and it was hard to get to that next step of having it posted. But knowing that up on the weekend now, and I'm just going to be focused on this one deal. I just did another mailing, so I should be getting more calls coming in. So yeah, I'm excited because I do think it's right there. I just have to make that post and and put it to all my Facebook groups and and just make it happen. And that's exactly it. Uh, So let's go back to the one, the 11 acre parcel for 20,000, get it under contract, get it under contract. And I wouldn't say that to your seller though. Hey, let's get the purchase agreement. Because what's that doing in his mind? That's purchasing his land. And I want you to have at least 15 days inspection period. And it's already on the, on the purchase agreement. Don't call it contract. We don't call things contract until it's court. And I know I just made that mistake. When do we need to talk about contracts? When it's time to sue somebody. So it's called a purchase agreement. So I slapped myself in the hand for saying that. <laughs> so get that thing under purchase agreement. That's assignable. And you have at least 15 days. And I would ask for probably... I would put an even longer inspection period on there. I would put on there 30 day inspection period and a 90 day, 90 day agreement, 90 day. And I'm going to say contract, 90 day contract with a 30 day inspection period. That'll give you more time to get this thing assigned 
to an actual builder or a, a flipper, whatever. And if you don't have anybody in 29 days, cancel the purchase agreement. Say, hey, I was afraid of this. I got it under contract for too high. Can't move it. The guy's no dummy. He knows what's going on. You told him. Um, that's good. the good part about being honest with him about what you're doing. Let's go back to the $3,000 property. When will you have that under contract? So he did mail back. He wanted to do snail mail. And okay. so he said he signed it. His sister signed it and it's in the mail. And um, I was trying to get him on the phone this week to get scheduled for the mobile notary to go there um, to have that ready to go. But I wasn't able to get in touch with him. There's something that you told me on a phone call the other day that really stuck with me and it's helping because you said with some people, you just have to slow dance with them. And this guy is like a really nice old school kind of guy. He likes to do things his way, very slow paced. There's no rush for him. And I think by taking my time with him and giving him that space, you know, I leave him a couple messages. He always calls me back. He is serious about selling the land, but he's not in a rush and he's not at the same pace that I'm at. And that's okay. But I just don't want to push too hard and then lose him because I'm not slowing down to his pace. Make that the most beautiful slow dance you've ever done. Care for this man, serve him, and you're not going to go wrong. Good for you. I have no advice to you. You're doing the right thing. And I see it all the time. You're right. He's got his way of doing things and you're not going to change that. If anything, you could possibly tarnish that by pushing them too hard. So good stuff. My only suggestion is have so many deals you're working where it's okay if you slow dance for three or four weeks with each one of them. Right. You have one closing every day. So good stuff. Anything, any questions, any hesitations, anything that I can help you with? Before we go. No, I think the only last thing that we didn't touch on was um, I had those two properties. We called it the, the two for one. I called up a guy. He basically just wanted to get rid of his land for like nothing, but it wasn't in his name. His mom had passed like 40 years before and they never put it under. Um, but that one is a dead deal because the probate's about 1200 which was more than what the two pieces of land would cost. So that one I just let go. Yeah, unfortunately that happens. That's that really stinks. Even if you got it for free, which people do that all the time, they they'll give the way the property away for free just to get it off their shoulders, but yeah, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but um no, I just did a mailing, so I did a 300 piece mailing and it'll be hitting maybe tonight, tomorrow, um if not Monday, so um I'm looking forward to getting those calls coming in. Beautiful, beautiful. I would just want to congratulate you. You've been killing it. You've been killing yourself and your current job, your tutoring schedule, your meeting with principals and students and juggling all this. I mean, your grit and determination, you bootstrapped this. My hat's off to you. You've stuck with this. You've been going uphill and that's really, that's that's starting a business. If, if it was easy, they would call it easiness, I guess. <laughs> easiness. I'm going to create that word. It might already be a real word. Probably not though. So it's going to be uncomfortable for a little while, but if you get used to being uncomfortable, imagine how good you're going to feel when you get a little comfortable and you get that first amazing check coming in. The first one's going to be, I don't care how small it is. It's going to revolutionize your life. You're going to think about, okay, I would have had to work for almost six months at my regular job for this one big check. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait to see it go from start to finish. And I think that's where those little stumbling blocks and like thinking about 
Now I'm at the point of finding a buyer. Um, I need to get through that and see how it works and then make that deal complete and I can celebrate. I love it. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with two more things. You know, you're, you're still priming that pump and you're starting to hear the water come. You really are that old fashioned pump and, and you're, you're going to see a trickle any day and then it's going to be an explosion of water. And it's just like, I don't know how true this is. I'm not, I don't know much about airplanes, but I've always heard that, you know, the airplane just taking off uses most of the fuel. But once it's up there, once it's going, think about it. Think about any marketing campaign. It takes a solid 90 days. Usually land, we can get a little faster. You're, you're really close. So I leave you with that. Have a wonderful weekend. You've done all you can do, except you've got the mail going out, except, except for those ads. So Hang up, do the ads, don't even think about it. Let your buyers think for you and ask the questions that you need to ask. And eventually you'll know all the answers. You get the same questions over and over. Awesome. So have a wonderful night. Thank you, Brian. You too. Okay, so that concludes episode eight of the Do or Die series. Be sure to tune in next week where we will learn if Tracy was able to get at least one of those pieces of land under contract. She's literally inches away here, but you can sense her frustration. So she's truly in a do or die moment right now. Uh, will she do it? Will she be able to pull it off? I believe she will. So see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.